It has been said by some wise soul in the universe that family is art in its imperfect, loving human form. We understand messiness and are inspired by imperfection for through these things we learn to grow, to aspire, and to achieve greatness. We learn to thrive and we journey toward success. This is the art of family. So I welcome you to our family, the Cots family, where we create opportunities to succeed. Morel Ferguson, the Chief Development Officer with COTS here in Detroit, Michigan. And we are excited to uh, get together in a conversation with an amazing uh, woman that we have gotten to know this year um, here in this installment of the Art of Family podcast. And so um, joining me from the COTS team is Carissa Reed, who is one of our outstanding team members. And joining us in conversation is Miss Julie Howard Miller of Dramatic Behind the Mic. How are you, Julie? Hi, ladies. I'm well. How are you? Doing well. We're excited to just kind of sit in conversation with you and chat through um, just how we got connected and your heart, your passion, um, uh, and why you've connected with COT. So, so we're happy to be here. Krista, how are you feeling today? I'm loving it. I'm happy to be here. And I always love when Julie, I can be in her presence. She's just a beautiful spirit, beautiful story. And I'm so glad that we have the opportunity to share her. I'm excited too. So Julie, um, you actually reached out to us. Was it the end of last year? Yes. It was right yeah. before Soup City. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Soup City is our annual event that we host uh, to celebrate the triumphs of our families here at, at Cots. And so you reached out to us. How did you connect with us? How did you hear about us or get to know us? It's been a two-year journey. Uh, ah. I was married to William, known in Detroit as Ouija, from when he sang mm -hmm. with the Dramatics. From the Dramatics, yeah. And... Uh, we both got very caught up in drugs and we had children and it didn't go very well. It didn't mm. go very well at all. Uh, I made it out. He didn't. Mm. And at the time when we would have benefited from guidance, from assistance, from a mentor, a director, someone who was successful at living life on life terms. Mm. That didn't exist at the time. Mm. At, the, at, at that mm. time, uh, you basically couldn't know who the baby daddy is. You, you, you yeah. couldn't even know his name or they'll end up locking them up. Uh, it's, it, yeah. it did not work and it fractured us, our communities so deeply, so silently. Yeah. Yep. And 
my kids went to, were living in homeless shelters. I was living in mm-hmm. homeless shelters. William was doing his thing because of course he couldn't be around during the time that they were, they were looking and it was a mess. And it took me 20 years after he passed to listen to his voice, to just be able to without just falling apart. And on the 20th anniversary of his passing, which was Mm -hmm. 22220, my daughter asked me since I retired and had the time to put together a memorial website. Like, I'm not a web designer. I just retired from being a credit analyst. I can crunch some numbers behind the desk, but <laughs> getting in front of the mic is just not my thing. So I did it. And in the process of doing that, God gave me the strength. That's who I choose to call my higher power. Mm-hmm. Spiritual. All right. And I... From that process, got the ability and the strength to listen to his voice and celebrate it mm-hmm. as his legacy. Because in Detroit, and I never, I never really understood it because I didn't buy into it. But then I wasn't raised here. So I didn't really understand the dynamics, mm. uh, you know, the, the LJ versus Ouija. And the, it's not a versus. Mm. We're not versing mm. each other. Mm. God gave mm. this person this ability, this gift, this person that ability, gift. Me, I'm still looking for what he gave to me, but mm-hmm. it's, I know it's there. And yeah. I never went for that versus, you know. So in that, in knowing how my kids came up and in knowing how the industry just tore William apart, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to reach out in a way that would be meaningful to him. Wow. And it's wow. not it's not like a what if thing. It's if only, if Mm. only we could stop someone from having to go through what we went through. Now notice what my if only is. My if only is I can't go back and give them my kids the meals that they missed. They, I can't. So in looking forward, how can I, how can I make that work towards the good? Because mm-hmm. I know yeah. that that's what William would have wanted. Because I know in the height yeah. of our addiction, I remember very clearly, we lived on the second floor. We were coming down. the. We were getting ready to run, you know, go do whatever you had to do. And he looked back at me and I looked down at him and he said, God knows our hearts. And I mm. said, yeah, he does. And then, wow. Wow. So that's how I came to know Cots. I researched and I came in. And Carissa, when you gave me the tour, did you notice how I asked to go into the kitchen? Yes. Yes, you did. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. I did that because I know what those kitchens looked like where my kids were. Wow. You know, you, you, my son asked me, he said, well, you know, you can't go in their rooms. How are you going to know? How are you going to know if it's working? I said, honey, yeah. I can mm-hmm. pass somebody in the hallway and tell on their face, whether they're just like, yeah. you know, they're just here for the rest. You know, they're, they're here to hide out or they're here to get serious and get a better life. Mm. Yeah. So that's what drew me into COTS, a five-year commitment. Are you kidding me? Mm. That's not a copay. That's an investment. And for an organization of your, oh, I checked. Uh, yeah, I well, I'm glad that you did. I I'm yeah, glad yeah, you did. Pages of Google this, Google that. <laughs> but yeah, I did my due diligence and the commitment and the energy. Yeah. That's what solidified it for me. The energy. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Oh, well, you know. No, it was like, mm. wow, this is awesome. So that commitment and that investment, I truly believe if it had been me that was given that opportunity, being in the place where I was, that's the only place I can speak out of my experience, Mm -hmm. given that opportunity, would it have changed my life? Absolutely. Mm. That's so awesome. No doubt. just listening to you share your why. I know our CEO, Cheryl, Cheryl Johnson, um, always speaks about it's important to have a why. And just in hearing you share your heart, your why is so crystal clear and it, it aligns with your purpose. Um, and, and so, you know, here we're always excited to connect with people um, who have their own purpose, who are walking in their purpose, and whose purposes happen to align with our mission. And this this it was an example of a marriage made in heaven. Um, you know, and as I listened to you, Julie, one of the things that um, I heard you say um, something about, about, you know, it's not about going back and doing, you know, differently as much as it's about what the opportunities are before you and how you can move forward and help. And, and I, I, there's an old saying in the church that says the devil meant it for bad, but God means it for our good. And I just yes. listened to you talking about how you turned your experience around as an opportunity to help somebody else um, and to support somebody else on their journey so that they don't have to go through or experience things the same way that you and your family experienced them. And so, um, you know, just as an organization that is now collaborated and partnered with you, thank you for walking in purpose. Thank you you for walking in your destiny and doing so with joy, doing so with passion and with excitement, courage. Um, Thank you. Because I know that that took that that took that took something different. And and the energy that you bring every time you've engaged with us, I know you've had a chance to work with Nisi, who's our youth engagement coach over at Peggy's place. And you came in and did some things with our kids. She's talked about your energy. Carissa has been working with you (laughs) on some projects here at Peterborough. She talks about your energy. I've had the pleasure of chatting with you a few times. 
I've talked about your energy. We love your energy. <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, we're always so inspired when you're around. Oh, so thank um, you. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, thank you for listening to the Art of Family podcast by Cots. Cots exists to create and facilitate opportunities for families in poverty to collaborate, thrive, and succeed in building strong households, neighborhoods, and communities. This is accomplished through Cots Passport to Self-Sufficiency. Passport to Self-Sufficiency is Cots Poverty Reduction and Alleviation Framework. It is used across all programs, delivered through a whole family approach to support families in developing economic self-sufficiency and stabilized environments in order to create a multi-generational impact and ultimately break the cycle of poverty. To support this mission or to learn more about COTS, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S detroit.org. One of the things that that I would love just to chat a bit, and I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit for listeners, because one of the things that you talked about was a five-year commitment as you were talking. And and just to share with our listeners, what Julie's referencing is um, Kat's Passport to Self-Sufficiency. Our framework is, um, it's our theory of change and our framework for eradicating poverty. We believe that um, it's not enough just to... Um, put a bandaid on a situation. Homelessness is, and it's a symptom of a bigger problem. It's not the problem itself. And so when you look at the bigger problem, we work to identify solutions to those problems, which is to provide stability and housing for families and support education and, and training and, and employment and career development, health and well-being, and financial empowerment, economic mobility and empowerment. And so that's not something that happens overnight. And in families, when they're dealing with challenges, they need support in all of those spaces to be able to identify um, a path forward. And so um, so I would make sure that I, I reference that because not everybody listening may have known that that's what that five-year commitment was about. And so we're, we're grateful to be able to do that. But Julie, if you don't mind, um, I'm going to ask you if you can. And and Nisi was, was supposed to be with us, but she's not feeling well. And so she wasn't able to join Aww. us today. But But share your experience. And we do wish her well. We do um, yeah. share your experience with us on Easter with the kids at Peggy's place in the uh, Easter <laughs> outing. I heard that it was a blast. <laughs> I have to tell you, Asha, before Julie shares, she called me and she said, it looks like the Easter bunny threw up in my living room. <laughs> I have tons of things everywhere in my living room. So I am also too excited to hear your experience. I would have loved to see a picture of that scene. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I've got pictures of everything. Ask my kids. <laughs> I've got pictures before and afters. Uh it was it was awesome. I I, I can't think of uh, a word that expresses the joy, the honesty in a child's face. Yeah. Children will tell you, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll yep. tell you. Yes, they I don't will. I like that. Yeah. And everybody had fun. They played together. I'm going to tell you something. I've never seen a room full of children playing with each other that well. Oh, Not one person hit anybody funny. over the head with the little thing and, and the egg 
spoon and <laughs> it was fantastic. And when the Easter, I was concerned. Uh, uh, I think I talked to Nisi about it, about the Easter bunny. I was like, mm, mm -hmm. are they, is this going to traumatize one of the little kids? You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. my daughter was traumatized like that. So I understand that. I think I was. <laughs> yes. she can, No, she can't do anything like that. And she said, well, you know, a lot of these kids have never seen the Easter Bunny. Mm. Yeah. And it was like a light just came on. Mm. And hearing the kids, and it was very interesting because for confidentiality, for privacy, for dignity. We're talking about people's lives and children and grandchildren and, you know, please. I recorded it. So I recorded mm. the sounds of the children having fun. Wow. And I played that back and it was like you were there. And I was so honored to be a part of it. Everyone was just so, they participated. And, you know, I did talk to the parents that I was very proud that they participated because that's how it's going to stick. You know, it's not going to stick yeah, by te somebody true. telling you that's what you need to do. That's what you should do. That's what you should, yeah. would have, could, mm, mm, no. You know, it's participating. Mm -hmm. It's claiming. It's saying, this is my life. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I don't know. Listen, I got one that I know of. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and it yeah. just yeah. having that that joy and laughter that meant more to me than anything in the world. Just seeing those children's faces. And I'm sure it meant the world to the kids just the same. You know, I, I think about the opportunity that you created just for them to have an experience. One that some of them have not had before, just as you said, um, and to allow their parents to engage with them just the same and encourage that behavior to continue. I, I just finished um, reading Cicely Tyson's book, um, which is excellent, by the way. I, her book is entitled Just As I Am. But in there, she speaks about um, how sometimes when a child has an experience and a parent is able to witness it, even when the parent hasn't had a chance to experience it in the past, when they witness better they want that. Yes. And so for you to be able to come in and display and provide that experience for them to not only witness, but to engage now, they may very well continue that, that, um, that engagement in years to come and build that continued, uh, tradition and legacy with their own families moving forward. Absolutely. Um, in, in that way. And I think that's, it's a dynamic that changes the family experience and it makes it uh even more joyous so so that's that's an ex amazing experience and i'm so grateful that that you were able to engage with us that way with the families that way absolutely and, i was uh, totally and, and, honored and, and totally yeah and, and i'm grateful that you're willing to share that too so that others know that that they too can be part of that type of experience yeah, um, absolutely just tell them don't touch the yeah. flower bed in the courtyard that's <laughs> Please don't touch the flower bed. 
beds in mine. She's got her hands all over it. Got okay. it. We're gonna leave the flower beds for you to come in and help us with for okay, sure. Thank you. So and, and let's let's talk about that. I know that that Carissa has been working with you, and so Carissa, you can kind of talk about what we've got going on coming up with our 40th anniversary, which we're so excited about celebrating 40 yeah. years here in Detroit. Um, but Carissa, talk a little bit about what's happening with that and how you've gotten Julie involved uh, with, with, with preparing for that big celebration. Yeah, so our 40th anniversary, like Asha, you said, it, we are so, so excited um, and that, you know, we can have the opportunity to open our doors here at Peterborough Arms um, for um, our donors and our supporters and partners. And Julie um, openly, eagerly, it had no problem whatsoever. I think she reached out to me and said, okay, what's next? <laughs> And I said, well, Julie, this is the next task we have going on. And so her and I, we went outside and assessed our, our, our parking lot where we're going to have um, all of the fun. And um, she's going to do some beautiful pots, um, flower pots to just bring some beauty and life um, to our, our space. And um, and not only just just to, to, to uh, create the pots, she's going to partner with our families um, mm -hmm. to collaborate. And, um, and Julie, I, I don't want to take from you. So you, you tell me your <laughs> idea. Cause we actually just talked about it and I love it. And I want the world. To yeah. But I just don't know how many of your residents will be listening. I don't want to give it away. Oh, it's true. Mm, that's a good that's point. True. That's I, a good point. But it's well, going to be awesome. So then we'll have to schedule a part two exactly. to talk about it afterwards. It we'll is, do that. It's like, it's like, don't talk about Bruno. Like, like, <laughs> it's the elephant. That's one of our favorite movies, Julie. The Incognito. Yes. Don't talk about it. So. But, be, but for talk at least talk about the first part of it and not the, the, the latter well, part. Just the involvement part. alone. Yeah. Gardening is something personal to me. Mm. And I can honestly say it saved my life. And that's part of the story mm, that wow. I'll be sharing with on Dramatic Behind the Mic as I share William and I's story. Of course, I can't share his story, but I can share my part of it. Yeah. And <laughs> I got the opportunity to work in a garden when I didn't know how I was not going to use. I hadn't been taught how not to use. And I remember the officer, yeah, I went to the island, not the Caribbean, <laughs> 10 times. Wow. I didn't wow. get it. I didn't know how. Wow. Like you said, when you know, when you know better, you do better. I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how not to use by this point. Mm. And the officer came up and said, yep, you're just picking weeds. That's all you're doing. You're just picking the weeds. And I was like, please stop touching me. But it had me visualize myself as what God is growing. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't have weeds on those beautiful flowers. He, you know, I didn't go to science class every time, but 
maybe they're giving food to the beautiful plants or something. Uh, <laughs> but it's very personal to me. And with, I heard an article, scared me to death, that the produce in the market, uh, whoever's shopping on the outside of the market, it doesn't have any nutritional value. Oh, that's all you had to do is tell me. All right, I'm on the phone, you know, checking it out. Farm to table, we can teach our kids how to be fully self-sustaining, plant some in the dirt. Yeah, You know, that stuff makes stuff. And to actually have them putting their hands in it, you know, and not having to worry about getting dirty and, you know, none of that. And, and watching it come out of the ground. There's a power in that. I'm doing that now. Is. That is pure power. And that same energy. And this is what I learned the 10th time because it took me that many times. That same energy is who we are. That's what we have in us. Have you ever gone down the uh, highway and seen like the cliffs of rocks and there's like trees growing out of the rocks? And and I'm like, wow, if a tree can grow out of that rock, what could I do? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what gardening is for me and to share that just for them to have the experience, you know, Hey, I understand you don't want to get your sneakers dirty. I get it. <laughs> I understand my grass does the same way, but just to have that experience and seeing that it actually is real, I think would uh, yeah. benefit them. I think that's so awesome. And, and, and I think, so this is, one of the reasons why I love spring um, because you get to see you get to have a hand in the beginning of fresh life, new life. Um, you know, you think about every single season serves a purpose. Winter, as much as we necessarily don't like it around here in Michigan, <laughs> it serves a purpose. It nourishes the earth, which then nourishes the plants, which then nourish us. And it's a cycle that that continues. And so, you know, just to hear you talk about um, how enriching uh, gardening is and how um, much of a joyous experience it is to to experience and play in the dirt and and, and be part of that process and, and then witness the beauty that comes from it. I think that's, it's outstanding and it's exciting to think about. And again, it hasn't happened yet, but to think about our kids having that opportunity, um, especially yeah. in the city, because, you know, and I, so I'm a country girl. I grew up in, when I say the middle of nowhere, um, my CEO, Cheryl, Cheryl Johnson always says that we got to pipe daylight into my house. <laughs> and so being a country girl, I'm used to being in nature, but in the city, they don't necessarily um, have that same opportunity to witness um, growth in that way where you drive by and see fields of, of, um, you know, crops mm-hmm. and things of that nature, but to have a hands on it in a garden, even in our courtyard, to be able to actually step in the courtyard and have a hand in a garden there or to work with potted plants and put together um, spaces that are going to be viewed and enjoyed by people here on our property and families here in our building. 
it's just an outstanding opportunity. And, and I'm grateful that that you have a oh, heart absolutely. for it um, and are willing to share that with our families. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Art of Family podcast by COTS. COTS exists to create and facilitate opportunities for families in poverty to collaborate, thrive, and succeed in building strong households, neighborhoods, and communities. This is accomplished through COTS Passport to Self-Sufficiency. Passport to Self-Sufficiency is COTS poverty reduction and alleviation framework. It is used across all programs, delivered through a whole family approach to support families in developing economic self-sufficiency and stabilized environments in order to create a multi-generational impact and ultimately break the cycle of poverty. To support this mission or to learn more about COTS, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S Detroit.org. One question I would love to ask you to kind of elaborate on, you started Dramatic Behind the Mic, and it started as a memorial page uh, for William, right? Initially. Um, but now your mission has extended and, and shifted in, in new ways. And so part of everything that you're doing with us is part of the mission of Dramatic Behind the Mic. But share with us a little bit more about dr- Dramatic Behind the Mic and, and what its purpose and what its uh, passion is. Okay. Yes, it did start as a legacy site for William. And it remains mm-hmm. that we got such a big outpour uh, from all over the world And that's what kind of gave me the idea, well, maybe I should look a little bit deeper into this. Mm -hmm. And how do you tie the two together? (laughs) You know, like my son said, okay, well, wait a minute. (laughs) You're going to get, you're going to reach all the families that need assistance when they go to hear Poppy's records. (laughs) I mean, is that what you plan on doing? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's I'm going to do it somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it was, again, my higher power, God, just said, it's your heart. And I remembered that moment, that second, split second on the stairway, when William looked back at me and said that, you know, God knows our hearts. I believe that that wasn't for me for then. It was for me now. For me now. All right. Uh, He was a good man. He was a good, he was, he, listen. It's really hard to research somebody you were married to for 21 years. He's not going to make any more money. He's not going to make any more records. I'll put it like that. So in researching him and finding out like, oh, wow, all this time, nobody knows we're here. Well, they're not admitting that they know that we're here. And it was just a thing where, okay, follow your heart. Who do you really want to know you're here? And I remember those children. Yeah. I have pictures. I took pictures before I left New York 
of the facilities, the homeless shelters that my kids lived in. And I remember hearing them play out in the parking lot. And that had a profound effect on all of us. My children will never forget that experience. So William left his legacy. And I want to live, I want to leave mine. And I want to do it in a way where it honors him. Because if it weren't for him, there would be no behind the mic. You know, there would be no kids and grandkids and life. And I don't want to just sit here and listen to his music every day and, okay, well, where's, where am I? So dramatic behind the mic is Julie expressing her love for William, her memories of her children's father. It's sharing a, a gifted, talented, I mean, some of the notes he has, uh, he holds them so long, I run out of breath. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I want to celebrate that. And now we want to take it a little step further. What happened behind them? What happened when the show was over? You know, like what happened when yeah. uh, Poppy came home and had to take the trash out? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and it's empowering our families first. And that's going to empower our communities. That's going to empower our our world, our neighborhoods. I'm not a selfless person. When I saw Cots, I was like, hmm, look at their business model. I mean, I was a credit analyst. I can credit some numbers. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> for 15 years. God is so funny. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and when I saw Cots, I was like, that's it. That's the, I mean, I can see it. I can see it globally. This is not just a Detroit issue. This is me. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be blowing yeah. whistles. I'm going to be hitting tambourines. I'm going to be doing all that because people need to know there is a successful outcome that can be achieved. If we all true. work together, so not versus. Yeah, so true. Yep. You yeah. know, and how they say, oh, it's simple. Yeah, it's not complicated. How would you like mm -hmm. it done to you? Mm -hmm. So that's what dramatic yeah. behind the mic is yeah. about. And, and Julie, thank you for stepping so confidently into this space. Um, it's not easy sometimes, especially when grief has been part of that journey to identify new ways to channel that grief um, and to uh, honor um, in a way that you can share with others. And so, so you 
choosing to honor William in this way and give back, especially in relationship to God knowing your heart and giving your heart is, is just such an inspiration. I, I think about, um, you, you said so much, and it was a thought that I had in relationship to um, purpose and being able to to do so publicly. That's what it was. You you talked about being able to share experience. And, and I think it's so important sometimes, sometimes a lot of, a, well, a lot of times people see people in a public forum. So I can imagine them seeing William, seeing even you engage um, with your family and with William in years past in a public forum. So they see the dramatics, they see the fame, they see the music, they see the experience, you know, from that perspective, but they don't necessarily see what's happening behind the scenes. And in their lives, it's the same way. Oftentimes we put, in each of us, we put on a, 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 a specific face when we're out facing family, friends, when we're in our general public environment, but behind the scenes, there can be so much going on that impacts and influences our outcomes. Um, and sometimes people hide in shame. Sometimes people hide in embarrassment. Sometimes people just hide because they don't want others to know what's going on or what happened. Um, but to be able to share that with others and to let that be part of your testimony, um, sharing the test and, and how the testimony came out of that for their experience and for their own benefit is something that, um, is so important. And, and here, one of the things that we talk about, or three of the things we talk about that are important to helping families overcome those challenges are partnership, um, relationship, and mentorship. And, um, you know, with us, with the Passport to Self-Sufficiency, we know that the work that, that we do here within COTS is not work that we can do alone. We have to partner. Um, and so being able to partner with Dramatic Behind the Mic and so many others to do this is is critical to seeing success. Uh, relationship, in order to help shift or move somebody forward, you know, toward their goals and to support them in that, you have to have a Absolutely. relationship. People don't necessarily trust strangers, right? So you have to build relationship. And so the way that you're coming in to build relationship, um, not just with us as team members executing this broader mission, but with the families one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yeah. as they execute, you know, their own mission, that relationship building is so important. Um, and then mentorship, um, just listening to you talk about how you engage in those, in those forums and, and as a mentor, even, and I know you haven't necessarily used the term mentor, but that's what I see in you. And that's what I hear in you is mentorship. Um, and so I'm excited about what the yeah. future holds for this particular collaboration yeah. Um, I'm excited about what the future holds for you with Dramatic Behind the Mic. Um, here's here's just a, a random question I'm going to throw out there. Um, what big idea do you have um, that you that you might want to see next outside of our 40th anniversary? This is this is the what's next that Carissa spoke to. <laughs> yes. What big idea might you have that you'd like to to see us talk about, chat about, and explore? <laughs> Alumni. Mm. Yeah, because that's that's the base. I that's, like where you're going. If I want to know how you're yeah. doing, I gotta come see you. Yeah. If yes. I want to know how you got, I like that idea. What you have, I have to ask you. Mm. 
So that might be a connection that is not only maintained and nurtured, but mm-hmm. tracked. Those are resources. Yeah. Those are resources yeah. for the families that might need to come after the ones that are there now. Mm-hmm. And I still have hope. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, alumni are very important. I worked for the School of Business Administration at UC Berkeley for the Alumni Relations and Development mm-hmm. Department. And that's the core. That's, those are your references. Mm-hmm. That's your work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. probably highlight that. Highlight a family a month. You know, have a success month and yeah. just, just have them come and just say everything that they're proud that they achieved that they never thought possible. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's that not only so going to awesome. propel them to go further. Mm-hmm. And also with accountability, because now they got even more people looking at them. Okay, you have to remember yep. accountability. Yeah. And it's going to inspire yep. the ones that are there mm-hmm. saying, you know what? If they have it, speck yeah. it out. That might just wash that mm-hmm. away. You know what? This might just work if I give it a shot. Who knows? Yeah. Each yeah. one to each one. For now, that's what, that. that's what each my one teach big one. idea is for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we love the big ideas and, and we will be in touch to talk about the big ideas because there's a space for that to go as well. So, Julie, thank you so, so much honored. for being with us. Krista, do you have any closing thoughts? I just, I, I, I always have a great time. I always learn something new. And um, Julie, when you shared about um, the tree growing out of the rock. Mm-hmm. Like that right there is so powerful in that statement and and just um, your experience with gardening. There's so much conversation around that um, and to be able to have those conversations with our families while doing that. And as they're working in that soil, they're realizing that even in the midst of their situation, there's something working on within them and there's growth in life Absolutely. thereafter. So mm-hmm. I am. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I love, I love every moment I can spend with you, Julie. So thank thank you. you. I'm so honored. And I know William would just be sticking his head all in the camera. and (laughs) Yeah. So love, love to, love to have a hand in the experience. Well, well, thank you for sharing William with us in this way. We didn't have the pleasure of getting to know him or meet him. But thank you for helping us to learn more about him and to experience his heart uh, through you and through Dramatic Behind the Mic. We, we appreciate that. Yes. We really do. To our listeners, thank you so much for being here with us on the Art of Family podcast. And thank you for tuning in to hear the story of Miss Julie Howard Miller and her work with Dramatic Behind the Mic. Uh, for more stories and for more uh information and and highlights about the work that COTS does, visit us online at COTSDetroit.org. Visit us on our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at COTSDetroit. 
And then check us out on YouTube to find this recording and this uh, particular episode uh, posted to YouTube as well as others. And Julie, if you don't mind, please share where people can find Dramatic Behind the Mic and how they can learn more about you and what you're doing. Uh, the website is dramaticbehindthemic.com. We're on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and thank goodness I have uh, been afforded an assistant that can do that because <laughs> I'm challenged. But the handle is Dramatic Mike. Got so, it. That I do know. Got but, it. Yeah, just awesome. come to the website and see what we're doing and just come out and help us. Sounds awesome. And we'll share uh, your links as well on our social uh, pages as well so that folks can find you and check you out. We look forward to what we have to come in our futures together yes. in future collaborations. Absolutely. So. Thank you. Thanks Thank you, bunch. ladies. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Art of Family, a podcast that serves to share triumphs of families overcoming poverty and homelessness. As families journey toward stability, Cots believes there is always beauty to be found along the way. Through partnership, mentorship, and relationship, we all create opportunities to succeed. To support this mission, or to learn more about Cots, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S-Detroit.org.